When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to Go Greyhounds. James Broadhurst in the studio with you. Joining me is Alexia Peche and Callum Robson. How are you guys? Very well, thanks James. It's good to be here and it's good to have Callum right next to us. Yeah, it's about time I made it wait in the studio. Oh, here we go. Oh, that had a bit of shade with yeah, it. That's right. Wow, he's on fire already. Speaking of being on fire, what about the racing we've had uh, at Cannington last uh, Saturday, the Derby final. We've got the Oaks coming up uh, this weekend, guys. Uh, what about this win from uh, Catch the Thief? Let's relive the moment from Cannington last Saturday. Look at the Victorian, Catch the Thief off the back. Out by four lengths on Buster the Brute. Then followed by Aeroplane Eric and Red Cap Manelli around the corner. Catch the Thief, the star of the future for Matthew Clark. Races in and wins the WA Derby final second. Maybe Buster the Brute just ahead of Red Cap Catch Manelli. Catch the Thief the there. Sensational win in the Group 2 Derby or Derby as some people like to call it. Uh, Callum, we knew going into that race that it was going to be special, didn't we? We we thought or we hoped that it was going to be due to the competitive nature of it. What we got was a spectacular run from the winner. Catch the Thief, this dog, absolutely sensational, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, one length outside the track record, you have to be pretty good to uh, do that. Uh, he obviously got enough room early, which is what he needed at the start, and uh, he put on a great display. I think it's the uh, quickest middle split ever at Cannington, so... You have to be pretty smart to do that. Absolutely. And race record time for this dog. What about the this the, the nature of the way he won and the other dogs we knew coming in? It was the hottest derby field we'd had for years, uh, and he's absolutely blown them away. Does, is, that, is he that much better than them, or was it just on the night that uh, that performance came through? Well, that's the thing about early speed with dogs. You can put yourself on the speed. He ran lightning first sectional, which put him out in front. And if you're running anywhere near those times, you're impossible to catch down. Obviously, he was a bit fortunate with Tommy Shelby not getting across and the like. So, um, and Buster the Brute got into second, but we know that he's not as good as Catch the Thief. So once Catch the Thief led, it was very hard for him to be run down. Tommy Shelby, an unfortunate not win for him. <laughs> but he'll be back. But let's not cut Buster the Brute short. Callum, Buster the Brute is... Your dog, or part your dog. How was that weekend for you? Yeah, well, second felt like a win. Um, obviously, they are kennel mates at the moment. Steve's looking after both the dogs. They trialled on the same day, and we knew what Catch the Thief went. We knew what Buster went, so we knew that once Catch the Thief loomed up on the outside, Buster wasn't going to win. But second's a win for us. Um, it's decent prize money for second, and for him to hold on and hold on the likes of Red Cat Manelli will over the moon. What about the prospects now for Catch the Thief? Uh, obviously, sticking around in WA for the next few weeks, heading towards the Winter Cup. But beyond that, the sky's the limit for this greyhound, looks like. Yeah, over Reese, obviously, you got the big... Um, and he's only uh, only very young dog as well, so he's got the likes of all the young racers still to go over Reese and even the Melbourne Cup at the end. I imagine they aim high with this dog. And, yeah, we've seen even Simon told Helen came over and couldn't do the times that Catch the Thief did. So, very promising. It's a bit exciting for this dog, right? Callum, as an owner, um, you mentioned before going into the 
or going into Saturday, do you go and watch Buster train before the day? Um, so I have gone a couple of times to trials. Um, back when he, before he started, I would go to most trials and see how he trialled. Um, we've actually got another pup called Variation who actually trialled quicker than Buster early days. Um, been a bit unlucky with injuries, so we're excited for that dog. But um, in terms of Buster, yeah, I try and go see him um, once a month down at the house. Obviously, with COVID restrictions, it's been a bit hard recently. But um, I try to go visit him. Obviously, he's very friendly. You can get him out of the kenneling area and whatnot and have a little play around with him. So that's good. Um, yeah, and obviously, yeah, lead, that leads on to Saturday night. You get very nervous before the race and whatnot. So, But it was good in the end. Have you been watching them from home with a with your group of friends? Uh, yes, yeah, so we got a group of mates that own the dog. So we we often go down to Steve's place and yeah, all go down and see all the dogs really because we've got quite a few dogs there. So we can all visit the dogs and whatnot and it's quite good. All right, yes. Great stuff. Great performance by Buster. Fantastic performance by Catch the Thief winning the WA Derby, of course. We also on Saturday, last Saturday, had the heats of the group to... WA Oaks final this weekend. Uh, another ripping race ahead of us, Callum. Uh, very good race, very good lineup. Um, the Oaks is probably not the quite the same depth as a Derby, but um, still a great race and plenty of dogs with a bit of, of ability in that race. Yeah, it, it is, isn't it? Uh, pretty open affair this one, isn't it? I, I look at this field uh, over and over. Every time I look at it, I come up with a different winner. How do you, how do we read this one? Well, Mermo Minnelli from one wants to shift off the fence and the dog's not going as well at the moment. So I'd suggest that won't start favourite. It's currently favourite in the market. That'll drift out. I think you get a really good price late. Surely, though, surely, though, Mermaid just leads this one, doesn't it? That doesn't necessarily mean it wins, but it has to lead this race, right? Yeah, but even Thrift's a good jumper and with Mermaid wanting to shift to the outside fence, um, it can open up a few queries with Mermaid and may potentially not lead. You've got speed in six in, in Cabago in that race. So there's a few dogs that can come across and annoy uh, Mermaid Minnelli. I think Thrift Minnelli's the one on first look. I think its best chance would be a miss to start, but likely it runs the outside of Mermaid. If you watch last start, um, a similar ability. Thrift ended up putting um, numerous lengths on uh, Mermaid Minnelli at the end. I think it should drop in behind either or race the outside, as I said, and put a margin on Mermaid Minnelli. I think that's the one currently around the $4. Happy to play that. David Hobby with the three greyhounds in the race. Box one, box two, and box three as well. Absolutely. The, the mermaids in, in the, the theoretically prime position there. What about some smokies here? What about the two Chris House dogs, Veyron Star in box four, Weston Magada uh, in the pink. Are, we, are they flying under the radar a little bit? Um, I'll actually be having a bet on Weston Magada as well. Um, he's a dog that can drop down to the fence um, early on. He'll miss all the early speed. And as I said, Mermaid Minnelli wants to shift up the track. He could, uh, She could take a couple of the dogs with her. Weston Magada drops down to the fence and run home really strong. Nearly ran down Cabago last week after having a clean run in behind. I think it sets up well for Weston Magada. I think it's about $30. Try and stop him, a man who knows his greyhounds. <laughs> He's quicker than Mermaid Minnelli out Isn't of the he? boxes, that's for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of the boxes, now, have you guys heard this theory that's uh, going around the industry at the moment. Okay, now I don't know if it's around the industry or if it's around <laughs> just James' Just industry. me. No, I've heard this from several sources uh, in my travels over the past couple of weeks. The theory is this, right, guys, that Box 1 has lost a little bit of its luster, right, in terms of, you know, it's always the box that people want to draw. At the moment, regarding uh, the social distancing rules and with the boxing uh, when the dogs go in prior to the race... We're now doing it uh, two by two, which is doubling the time that it's taking 
for dogs to be boxed. Box one is going in is one of the first dogs to go in. They're in the boxes longer before the lids open. Some people are saying that this is uh, affecting the performances. Obviously, it's a, a game of inches in greyhounds. It's not, you know, it, it's a it's a possibly a minor thing. But uh, what do we think about this, guys? Is there any validity to this theory? Well, firstly, how long is ideal for your dog to be in the box? What do you want? Is thirty seconds too long? Uh, well, it depends on the dog. In my instance, right, well, I prefer Buster being drawn. Uh, not the last dogs on the box. I don't want him to be in there for a little bit of time so he can get used to the boxes, and I find that's when he jumps the best. When he's used to the box? When he's used to the box, has a little bit of time in the box. for Right, so that would mean that this theory is working in Buster's favour. Well, if he draws box one, but then again, in your instance, you've been a, should we say, victim, for want of better words, of this uh, phenomenon uh, in the Mandra Cup a few weeks back. We draw box one, and we, we think possibly that might have been the reason why it didn't jump. Yeah, I've heard a few people say that that might be the reason why he didn't jump, but I don't. With him, I think it was more of a case of just that was the way it played out. Um, We've seen him jump from box eight numerous times and over with his new rules, that's got him going in last and he's missed it more often from going in last rather than going in first. So we've seen him jump from box one and ping. He jumped from box two, obviously, which is ideal because he's the second last to go in. I think that's our prime spot. Okay, all right. Well, regardless of Buster Brute, the the theory is in general, box one, which you you normally want to draw, obviously, unless you're, you know, some dogs prefer to be on the outside, but generally dogs like to be in box one. Theory is it's not as good as it it was prior to the social distancing thing. Good news is, guys, I've crunched the numbers on this. (laughs) I've looked at the last six race meetings uh, from Friday through to last night. Over the 65 races... 15 winners from box one. Now, normally you're tracking around about, usually levels out about the 20% mark for dogs out of box one. Over this very small, admittedly, <laughs> I can see you, Lex. I'm laughing because you've <laughs> got to keep doing it for the next few weeks to prove your point. <laughs> no, I'm not so good at maths. I'm going to flick that over someone not smarter like you. No, like you, like. not me. Callum, you're up. <laughs> anyway, the point was 65 races, 15 winners out of box one over that very small sample size. So just... It's, Around the twenty-three percent mark. So, I don't. It's looking about the same. Look, I, for me personally, I'm still comfortable with backing dogs out of box one. Yeah, I think it's a dog by dog basis, and if you dive into that and try and work out whether a dog's going to like the box one and been in there a long time, I think you might be spending a bit too much time on form. All right, okay, too much time on form from the form guy. Who would have <laughs> thought? All right, that concludes our first segment. We're going to have a short break. After the break, Lex, who have we got coming up? We will be speaking to Greg Horn, and perhaps we can ask him what he thinks of Box One. Indeed. All right, we'll catch you on the other side of the break. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Yes, we're back. Coming up, we have got a very special guest. He's involved in thoroughbred racing, greyhound racing, long-time involvement in racing. Lex, who have we got? It's Greg Horn, who has a very exciting firing dog in Friday night's race, Naughty Gun. Greg, how are you going? Yeah, good morning, everybody. How are we? Greg, tell us a bit about how you got into racing. Uh, greyhound side of things. Um, as a young fellow, I sort of grew up around Carnet. Um, there's a fellow up there, Ron Timms was training greyhounds when I was just a teenager and, um, yeah, just sort of fell in love with the animal and was sort of helping him out a fair bit as a as a kid. And, 
yeah, just sort of progressed from there. So once I was old enough, um, yeah, sort of purchased my first dog and, yeah, just sort of kicked on from there, really. So, And that dog that uh, that uh, Ron Timms had was Sam Pebble, a Perth Cup winner. So pretty good introduction to the sport with a, with a classy dog like that. Yeah, no, he had some nice dogs. He actually had a really good bitch um, during this um, before Sam Pebble and um, he was lucky enough to purchase a, a pup out of Jerry O'Case line and, um, yeah, she... You know, she was probably every bit as good as Sandy's new mum, I think, but um, yeah, she was probably in a more experienced trainer's hands. She probably would have... She was a great bitch in her own right anyway, but, um, yeah, they were always sort of head-to-head uh, Cannington on the Saturday nights, um, group races and what have you, but, um, yeah, both impeccable records and both turned out to be really good brood bitches for the industry. So, yeah. You've, uh, you, you, yeah, it was a good introduction, I guess, and having around those sort of dogs, uh, you, you kind of got the bug, I guess. What about uh, your current situation, mate, with this Greyhound Naughty Gun? Uh, it's a very talented Greyhound, as we know, won the Mandra Cup, and you've got it up and firing, won its last three races. Yeah, look, she's, we've, had, we've had a few issues. Um, we had four consecutive runs at Cannington um, where... She just had no luck. She got opened up um, three times in a row, uh, split webbings front and back, and she got a nail through the stop tenon, um, which set us back. We just couldn't get any runs, consecutive runs into her. And, um, yeah, she just hasn't had a lot of luck, the bitch. But she's um, she goes very good, and um, it's nice to see her back sort of, yeah, in a bit of form and back. And I think we've just about got her back to her best. So a um, bit of a challenge on Friday night. Um, we bumped into a really good dog and, um, yeah, she'll need to lead and she'll need to do everything right to win on Friday. So, fingers crossed. She's up against Buster the Brute this, this Friday night. We've got Callum with us as well. Callum, how are you thinking Friday night's going to go with Naughty Gun in the picture? Um, Naughty Gun's going to be quite hard to run down. Obviously, Buster the Brute's lobbed box eight. Uh, don't think you can lead Naughty Gun. I think uh, Naughty Gun goes close to leading. The one might uh, throw a bit of a... Uh, Flying the ointment for the race, but I think Naughty Gun leads, and I think it's going to struggle to be run down. What do you think, Greg? How, how's that plan out for you, man? Well, I see us leading as well, but um, I actually see Buster just carving across and probably just sitting on our shoulder. I reckon they'll be eyeballing each other for about 480 metres of the race, and um, it'll probably just come down to the back end. Um, whoever's going to get, you know, run home, she'll, she'll need to be running home in 11.15, 11.20 to hold him, but. It should be an interesting race, and, um, yeah, looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, there's a couple of really nice dogs going around. So, fingers crossed. Um, I get the cash, Callum, but um, good luck to you, my brother, anyway. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, it, it, going for four in a row down at Mandra, and I, no, I say this with tongue-in-cheek, Greg, but is Naughty Gun a Mandra specialist? Because we know she's had a lot of success down at Mandra. We've yet to see that to that extent up at uh, headquarters just yet. Well, it's a bit hard to argue with statistics, James. So um, on record alone, you could say she's a Mandra specialist, but I'm hoping to, um, yeah, shut a few people up <laughs> down the track when we eventually get back up town. She's just had no luck up there, mate. She, um, we trialled her up there probably about four or five weeks ago, and she ran some sensational splits up there post to post. And, um, you know, it's not that she can't get round or run time up there. She's just... Had no luck, haven't drawn lids. You need to draw, you know, you need to draw a box up there and, um, you know, hopefully when we get back up there she can maybe draw the cherry and get on the arm and she can show them what she can do. But, um, you know, she went 29.79 uh, early doors in her career when she was flying and, um, 
you know, I think she's back to her best now, and I think she can go quicker than that. Um, we just need to get the right box, right race, right run, and um, hopefully she can post some time up there. So. Definitely looking forward to seeing her back up at Kangton. What about the rest of the kennel at the moment, mate? Uh, going pretty well, and uh, you've got a pretty exciting greyhound that's uh, just joined you in Radar Gun as well. Yeah, so Radar's Paddy's sister, Naughty Gun sister. Um, she's a stayer. Um, Jeff Crawford was training her back in Queensland, and uh, she did a hock. Um, so that was... Uh, they had surgery done on the hock. Jeff didn't want to do the rehab with her, so... Jason rang me to see if we wanted to have a crack with her. And, um, yeah, look, things are looking pretty good. She's just about to step out into work. And if we can get her up and about, um, yeah, she's a serious stayer. Um, she can definitely run time. So, you know, if we can get her up and about, um, that'll definitely be another um, good acquisition for the kennel. So, yeah, things looking up. Uh, Magic Teller's got to start tonight uh, in the free-to-all. Um, he can run. Um, yeah, he just needs a little bit of luck early. If he comes out, he'll be hard to beat tonight. But um, an overbite's going well. Um, got rolled as an odds on. Don't like getting rolled as an odds on favourite, James. But <laughs> no. um, she got she got shunted back on um, on Tuesday and got a fair bit out of a ground. So she ran home nice. She made up many lengths down the back, but um, third is fine. But um, she's also going well and. Um, Got Circus Maximus in the kennel that we've got a few issues with, but um, I think we just about just about got him sorted, mate. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks he should be back at his best as well. So definitely good to have him back. Uh, we haven't even touched on your involvement in the thoroughbred industry there, uh, it, Greg. It's uh, your role at the track curator down at the Larkhill uh, training track. Uh, that's a important track for the thoroughbreds, and uh, your role there is pretty important as well. Yeah, no, it is. Um, yeah, very fortunate, um, privileged actually to sort of be able to combine um, my love for racing with work and hobby, obviously, with the dogs. But um, yeah, just background in turf and, um, you know, spent three or four years on golf courses and then last sort of 20 odd years just branched out into racetracks. And um, yeah, it's a little bit stressful. Um, it's sort of, you know, I envy, you know, some of the other codes, you know, obviously the, the greyhound tracks are sand and trotting tracks are diorite. They basically get to put their tracks back and, um, you know, they still have their own little issues that they have. But when you're managing, you know, 500 kilo animals pounding turf, it's, um, it's, it can be quite stressful at times. But um, enjoy the challenge and, um, yeah, sort of been working with Rare and Lark Hill for the last 14 years. And, yeah, it's um, it's good, James. Um, yeah, like I said, can be, you know, a little bit stressful when you've got Bob Peters stepping out with all their good horses and... <laughs> Lindsay Smith and what have you, it's um it's just, you know, as curators we you know, we never try and sort of set out to prepare substandard surfaces but um there's sometimes there's variables that are out of our control and we just do the best we can and um that's all we can do, mate. So yeah. Well Greg, you've got a big couple of days ahead and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck. No, nah, thanks for having us guys. Bye. There you go, Greg Horn, as we mentioned, tra- training greyhounds, uh, preparing uh, thoroughbred chucks uh, Loves racing what and he's a job. Uh, yeah happy to happy to be involved. In, Interesting yeah. that he's in two both racing. Yeah, sides. well, combining uh, love of, loves horses, but also training the dogs as well. So yeah. How did you feel, Callum? Did you feel a bit of heat there? Yeah, I think he's quietly confident. I took off that Sounded, little interview. Sounded, so, well, yeah. Confidence is key, isn't it? Yeah, so I'll look forward to the race now. Let's roll into what you've got for this week. Yeah, and how confident are you in your tips over the next few days? Uh, I think I've got one tonight. Uh, well, it's a two-part play. Race three, Winlock Snow and Winlock Origin, uh, box seven and box eight, respectively. 
I think they both stay wide, and I think they'll run on, and one of them will be winning. I think you can get about $5 each of two, so happy to play both of those. And race five, number eight, where Black Wiz uh, should be leading over the 490. Uh, it's been racing well at Cannington over the 520, just getting a bit tired late. Back to the 490 suits. Uh, if it leads, I think it'll be over. Uh, on to Friday, I've got one at value, race two, number seven, Blitz Loma. Now, this dog hasn't been going that well at Cannington, but 490 Mandras are this dog's track. It'll be probably get back a bit, uh, should stay wide and run home strong. I think we'll get a good price. And race four, number one, Universal Gas. Uh, the two dogs to the outside aren't um, are okay beginners, but will stay um, and stay straight and hold their line. Universal Gas should muster up the fence, kick a bit wide at the bend, but be too strong. Buster for Friday night? Just low key? <laughs> yeah, it, depend, it depends on the price for that one. Have some confidence. <laughs> Come on, confidence is key, Callum. Moving what? into Saturday? Uh, Saturday, I like Thrift Manelli for the Oaks. Um, I think $4 is a good price for Thrift Manelli. And I'll be having something on number eight, West on Magada as well. All right. Uh, what about this one? We haven't mentioned this Greyhound yet. Campini returns Saturday night. Race four uh, gets the pole in the free-to-all there. How are we looking to, uh, with this Greyhound? I'm I'm on it. What about yourself, Callum? Yeah, interesting one. Campini, in my opinion, wasn't going as well when it uh, had it before the little break. But... Um, Back to box one, and it doesn't look to, look to be a lot of speed to his outside, so he's a good chance to uh, posse up early in that race. Uh, it be interesting to see what he can do. I think he'd be very short. I'll probably likely be taking him on, but that's just my opinion. He's an old favourite of yours, James. <laughs> he's an old favourite of mine. Someone you continue to bet on, and every time you do, he doesn't win. <laughs> well, that's right. I have tipped him again this week, so hopefully I have put the jinx on him, but uh, we'll get him up. Hopefully, this week, the track record holder, Campini. Great to have him back. Great weekend of chasing ahead of us, guys. Highlighted, of course, by the final of the Group 2 WAX. Really looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, exciting weekend to see, the, in your words, the girls strut their stuff, right? <laughs> On Saturday night, that's right. All the best to you, Callum, as well, with Buster this weekend. Yeah, it was a pleasure being uh, here for the first time. Uh, obviously, pleasure getting an invite as well. Might be good to finally get through your whole tips as well this week. Exactly, yeah. The tips are being a bit lacking, but hopefully... Uh, Tonight we can get off to a good start and have people have plenty of money for the Oaks Heat on Saturday. All right, thanks, guys. That's all we've got time for. We'll catch you next week on Go Greyhounds. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche.